0: All right, everybody, we are back in action, and so are the Colorado Avalanche. The Christmas break is over, and they will face off once again against the Arizona Coyotes. They faced them before Christmas. We'll break that game down, and they are facing them in the first game after Christmas in Arizona. What should we expect from that? And should we expect a Nathan McKinnon snub when it comes to the Hart Trophy? Why do we think that? We'll explain on a new episode of Locked on Avalanche coming at you. Your
1: Locked on Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Now we're firing on all cylinders, Jaggy. All right, everybody, thank you for tuning in. To the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli, with me as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for tuning in and making it your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. Make sure you are following us on our social media outlets, LOP underscore Avalanche on Twitter, X, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram and Threads. Send your questions, comments, concerns, and opinions locked on avalanche at gmail.com and follow us over on our YouTube channel. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. And make sure you are subscribed to our subtext as well. Link to that is in the show notes below. When you do, you chat with Kyle and I one-on-one and we get your opinions on everything Avs, which we share on this podcast that we have here. All right, sir, uh, the Christmas break is over. How was your Christmas holiday season? It was wonderful. It was wonderful. Memorable. Well, uh, well, they all are. They all are. It's it's the most wonderful time of the year for a reason, sir. That's what I hear in um, song <laughs> and, and sing song. Um, we're gonna get to we our, our subtext people got some avalanche stuff and avalanche swag, so we're gonna uh, share with, with some what some of them got a little bit later. Um, where we're gonna start today, Mister Sullivan is is back on the ice because. Uh, we took a break along with the, the abs basically. And for this, this Christmas uh, break, which they have, which I like, I yeah. like that they do it, you know, because I, you know, I, I am as much of a Christmas person as anybody out there. So I there's just a little bit of part of me. that's just like, I'm glad that they just get to spend it with their families. Let the NFL play, let the NBA play. And I think that's part of it too, is like it, it, where the, where the NHL is right now, it's tough to compete with, yeah. It, it fell on a Sunday, uh, Christmas Eve did anyway, for the NFL. So that's perfect for them. So I think the NHL does it right. They take a little bit of a break, go spend it with your families, and then we'll get back to the ice.
1: And you know what I remember last year was how we were rooting for this Avalanche team just to make it to that Christmas break. We That, that was such it's, a was just – Yeah, yeah. We were right. we were cheering like, oh my. And now, fast forward a year, this Avalanche team starting to click. And you're like, oh, can we just, we just wait just yeah. a little bit? We we finally start starting to fire on all cylinders. Then we go into a break. Thankfully, we play Arizona again. But the Avalanche are starting to look good again and find some cohesion. And you'd hate to is see it, that stop.
0: Is it thankfully though? I mean, I know like because because it, it's Arizona and I don't want to, you know, this is not your this is not your grandfather's Arizona Coyotes. <laughs> like, um. But yeah, a year ago, now the ABS were just going through a horrible time. Uh that was part of like that seven-game losing streak that they had. It just things were not going well. You went into this break feeling a little bit better, but um, yeah, you're go, you're going back up against Arizona. I'm telling you, like that they're a fun team to watch, the they coyotes. Are. That game right before they're getting into their flow of the season two, right? So now now everybody's at the point where it's like you you are you should be as comfortable as you're going to get in terms of like your play style and things like that. I think the ads are still trying to figure things out and get, you said, you know, you, you use the term like cohesion and, and, and consistency. They're still looking for that, but they know what they are. They know what they have. And the same goes for Arizona and that game right before Christmas, that, that was a pretty fun game to watch because Arizona is a fun upstart speed team. And it, I, that as far as the avalanche side of things goes, that was a game where it was like, the, like the avalanche. Yeah. You're giving us your best shot. We'll, we'll take that. And then we're just going to outmuscle you for everything and win. That seemed to me like, like, I don't want to say like an old school type of win for the Avs because it was only a couple of years ago, but that was from, from a couple of years ago where it's like, you're, you're going to give us your best shot and we're going to give it right back to you. And it's not even going to be a game in terms of the score.
1: And, you know, I, I, I like the that you bring up the fact that Arizona is like a fast, young, exciting team to watch because something that really stood out to me about the game before the Christmas break was how Colorado scored their goals. You know, we were talking about, yes, it's, an, it's one thing to get the most shots in the game, but unless they're good shot quality, like if you go back to Bo and Byram's goal, it was one of those, it was a trailer. It was a shot reset to the blue line. And a lot of the Avalanche goals in that game were not the initial just dirty up the net and then clean it up. Although Nachushkin had that beautiful one-timer. You saw shots coming to like the the secondary, who's coming in behind the initial zone transition. And Mm. I liked seeing the Avalanche setting up back on the blue line. That's your old school Avalanche right there. Instead of going down and cycling in Gretzky's office behind the net, and just, you know, setting up in Ovechkin's office. They're setting plays up back at the blue line. And that was refreshing to see. And you saw how that was working. Even with Freddie's goal. It's it's mm-hmm. beautiful things to see. And I'd like to see them continue. Like, look back at the tape over at Christmas break and say, you know what, this was working. Let's try this again on the road.
0: Yeah, I think, like, uh, to me, I felt like that was their most maybe their most complete game of the year or, or at least very close to it um, because it was just, they they just seemed to man passing in that game was, it it was Mm -hmm. like from from where they went like before that, where things were just like, uh, not a struggle, but you just didn't know Um, you. I mean, and then you had that Cogliano pass Mm -hmm. that that's just going to be on, on the season uh, ending, like highlight reel, just, it just seemed like, oh wow. if they're clicking this quickly, where it's just like back and forth in terms of games, like don't know what you're getting, good game, don't know don't know what you're getting bad game, back and forth, back and forth to we're just gonna get it like that. And, and let's hope for that. And yeah, like you said to start this whole thing off, like you're heading in you had that type of a game and now you got an, a little break. All right, maybe not what you really want because you want to just continue right off of that game. And you had a little bit of a break, so maybe you need a you know a couple shifts to get back into it. But good that once you do, uh, man, if if they can start doing that because they've all said it, like we're we're where we are in the standings and we have not played our best hockey. That's yep. a scary thought for the rest of the league. And if that's what they get, and if it was against you know any other year Arizona team, you'd be like, okay, well it's still Arizona, but this Arizona team is better. I don't want to sit here and make it seem like they're, you know, like like the the New York Rangers or anything like that. But they really stuck it to them when Arizona was doing their best to stick it to the Abs. So I, I really look at that game as like, man, like this is what I want to see from this team all of the time. Georgiev was solid.
1: He, he wish he had
0: that shutout. They got a a power play goal in like three seconds it seemed like
1: by um, Kerfoot, nonetheless
0: yeah it was it was by him you're right yeah um but overall i'm just so happy with, with with that game and man if we can continue that, this
1: you know coming out of this break things are looking up and that arizona team as you mentioned they're better they're fourth in the central like let's not sleep on the arizona coyotes they're knocking on the door no, to winnipeg i don't know and i don't know and you know, the difference in speed, if the end of November, Colorado Avalanche teams were using their speed against them, like Colorado was using Arizona speed against them. You could mm-hmm. see that in the way they were setting up. And you saw that like loss trying to catch up. Colorado had the a really good first period that was relatively clean, a, an explosive second period and a closeout third. And you saw teams having that kind of success on Colorado during that losing stretch where nothing seemed to be working. Colorado's learning from their mistakes, and you saw that in this game. And now you know that the game is slowing down, and it's between the ears. It's starting to click. Now you're going to see what it does with a little bit of break, if they were mm. fine or if they go back and regress a little bit.
0: Yeah. Um. And then that Manson goal, mm. was it just, oof. Is it just again, all around like awareness of, of knowing where your teammates are. Passing is, is excellent. And man, he just ripped that thing home. That was like, where'd that thing come from? They're like, yeah, it's geez. like
1: when, when Bo just waited and hesitated and waited for the Arizona. I believe that was Chickren that just kind of turned around. He waited for that and used that as a screen. That yeah. was like, you want to talk about the game slowing down for people? Bo Byram, yeah. he's using matrix time.
0: That w- that was beautiful, and that and that came just like a second after the power play ended. So technically, they're all f- 0 for two, but I mean that's kind of like a half power play goal right there. But it, <laughs> it, you're right, you're right. Like he he waited for the absolute right time because he saw there was traffic in front, and as soon as he got a sliver, he fired that thing. Like yeah, it, it, the game slowing down uh, just seemed to, seems to be, I don't know, maybe like across the board at least for that game because they never panicked and and it could have been, there was no need to panic because you were, weren't down in the game, but the way Arizona was playing you, it, it Arizona forces you into I mistakes and forces you into maybe moving the puck a little bit quicker than you want to, because they are on you all the time. They give you no space, but the abs didn't panic in that regard. They're like, no, we're, we're, and they're passing. You, You're passing has to be clean and crisp against them because if not, You got turnovers and you go in the other direction. Um, But it was. Like, I was so impressed with the passing in that game. So continue everything that they did in that game and, and and we're looking good. The one man that we did not talk about so far, and that's Nathan McKinnon, kept that point streak going. And the reason why we're not talking about him or we didn't talk about him in the first segment is because we're going to talk about nothing but Nathan McKinnon for the second segment. Because he got snubbed already. So, should we expect that at the end of the year when the awards come around? And we will explain all of that coming up next. All right, right now we're going to hear from Game Time and the Game Time app because you shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer last minute deals, all in pricing views from your seat and the best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Some of the things that we love about the game time app are some of the things that we just said, the view from your seats, the way it's incorporated into the app is beautiful. It's a thing of beauty. It's like scrolling through a social media and, you don't have to go into a section. It's just right there on the main page. You can see right where you're sitting from that section. And speaking of sections, they do uh, flash deals, sectional flash deals. So if you're looking for uh, a good price in a specific section, they will do a flash deal for that as well. So many good things that the game time does to make the ticket buying experience kind of fun and exciting. So download the game time app, create an account, use the promo code locked on NHL. For $20 off your first purchase, that's game time. Create the account, use the code LOCKEDONNHL, and you get $20 off of your first purchase. Mr. Nathan McKinnon is on a tear of all tears and uh, to the tune of an 18-game point streak, which is uh, tops so far in the league uh, this year. two weeks ago was no it was last week i don't know the weeks are flying by man whatever (laughs) two weeks ago i think he he was the the number one star of the week and then for last week he had an incredible week so you're thinking like he's going to be up there again and he didn't get the first star of the week he didn't get the second star of the week and he didn't even get the third star of the week to not, I, I mean, he to not be anywhere in that list after the week he had, which is better than the week that he had when he won, uh, the first star of the week. It's these are the things that just make me kind of enraged at the NHL. It's because like you, they've done it before, where they've given guys maybe not the, the number one star. They've done it before where they give guys the number one star of the week. If you didn't want to give him number one again ok. I mean, we can have that conversation, But to not even give him the second or the third for that week that he had, which includes that four goal five point performance, which is almost up there with what the other guys of the week had for their entire week, is laughable. And just to tell you who those three guys are, Kirill Kaprizov was the number one star of the week, Mika Zabinajad, who's my boy. I love the guy. Um, he's uh, second star, and Patrick Kane. Is your third star? How, how, how does this, what's the explanation for this guy?
1: There, 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 honestly, is it? I don't know if Nathan McKinnon's getting wrapped up in the the Connor McDavid effect, where you can't make him the first star every week. Well, I mean, yeah, but they have no problem up.
0: doing that with Connor McDavid.
1: I know, and that's the thing. It's like Nathan McKinnon not only had a good first star week, but he followed it up with, like you said, the four goal game against Ottawa. He's continued the streak that you rewarded him for. He's played better than that week that you awarded him for. And yeah. I, I don't understand. Like, I would understand if you just put him as a third star of the week for that four-goal game alone. But yeah. to leave him out entirely I, and put Patty Kane in there for what felt like an honorable mention. I don't well,
0: know. and the thing, as far as points go, Patrick Kane had more points than Kaprizov or Zbigniew did, and he's the third star of of the week.
1: But well, I, I
0: wonder if you don't put, go ahead. guys. I, I,
1: it felt like seeing that lineup of the fir- the three stars, it felt like somebody was really getting ready for their Christmas vacation and they turned in their work early and they're like, <laughs> yeah, this will work and disappeared from the NHL yeah. office.
0: I wonder if they didn't put McKinnon in at all, because if you put him anywhere in there other than first and they see his stats for that week, people are going to be like, how is he not number one? He had 11 points for the week. And Kaprizov and Zabidenko had seven, and Kane had eight. So, and like I said, in one game he almost matched those stats. So it's laughable that okay, but that's that's first star of the week. That's okay. You do those every week. Okay, whatever. Now I'm looking. This makes me look ahead, Kyle, to the end of the year. If if McKinnon can keep this going, and who's to say that he, he he'll he'll freeze up? He'll have games like this 18 game. Point shooting is going to end at some point. Who knows where it's gonna end? Maybe oh, let's let's hope it gets into the 20s. That'd be fantastic. Um, and he's gonna have games where he doesn't score. But for, for the course of the season, you'd have you gotta feel confident that Nathan McKinnon can keep this this going in terms of just scoring and and you know, goal scoring, assist scoring, like you feel like he's gonna beat last year's numbers, right? Mm-hmm. So getting getting snubbed in, in, in a a star of the week whatever in the grand scheme of it whatever it's just it's just funny at that point but for the end of the year and let's let's assume that he does continue this at the end of the year when the heart comes around i'm already feeling like we're going to be in jared bednar territory here where and we've talked about this last week like i feel like he's deserving of it and i and i do think there's going to be some some people who vote on this that say like it's time to give him one but I feel like those are just going to be a handful of guys not enough to push him over the top. And I feel like we're going to be talking about this at the end of the year when he's not he's not given the heart and if it goes if if the one who beats him is McDavid, I might lose my mind. If it's somebody else that we can have that conversation that that's I'm not saying McDavid's not deserving, but why why do we continue to give it to him just because he's anointed the best player in the league which he is. We all know he is. But if McKinnon has a season that continues the season that he's having now and he gets snubbed at the end of this, uh, the fix is in, if you ask me.
1: Well, see, that's the thing. We just spent the whole first segment talking about how great the Avalanche looked against the Arizona Coyotes, but that's what the Avalanche are supposed to do, according to 31 other fan bases. And now Nathan McKinnon is playing otherworldly. But also remember what happened in the offseason. He is currently the highest paid player in the NHL he's Mm -hmm. doing what he should be doing so at the end of the year when it comes down to mcdavid and matthews and whoever else kucheroff if he continues with the it's the -hmm. conversation oh yeah nathan mckinnon he's doing what he's always supposed to do he's on the avalanche if i was on the avalanche i could get points like that that's no problem that four goal game it's ottawa one was an empty netter and then you just go to the the hotter narrative because it's not like the the Avalanche will be contending for the presidents, possibly. So, yeah, right. You go for the okay. hot storyline.
0: But all of that rings true for why they voted for McDavid, however many times in the past. He's how he's many, always been
1: the highest paid player. How many and, uh, know, and, heart trophies does Nathan McKinnon have? None. Why would why would if he continues this? Why would that change anything with the top heavy? heart nominees that there always are Uh,
0: and and that's just that's ridiculous to me Mm -hmm. because if you're gonna say nathan mckinnon uh oh look who he plays with look look who Connor mcdavid plays i'm I'm, you know in terms of yeah i know there's one guy but that one guy is always argued as you know he's not going to be number two or he's not gonna be number one because mcdavid is you know dry always thought i was like well if he's not number one he's number two or number three and mckinnon's number two like to hold against who guys play with against them is a little bit ridiculous and and I know McDavid and Drysdale often play on on you know different lines because they're both centers but how like when they are on the power play like it's just it's a machine right there so they're playing a ton together on the power play I don't know I I just think you you, you can't make that argument against mckinnon and be okay with it for Connor mcdavid it's it's just kind of a ridiculous argument to me
1: and they're, they there. they're a west coast team who stays up that late
0: there's some there yeah i mean i i, I don't want to feel like that's this whole like east coast west coast like bias thing is i think that's true in like you know for for the espns of the world they will they will never admit to it but God, I mean, because a lot of this is, you know, writer voting, I believe. So like writers are across the country. I don't know. Uh, that's a whole nother debate, which is which we can have. But I'm just saying, like, I'm preparing myself for it now. I I, I if he continues this, how you don't put him in there. Um, I don't know, but they will find a way and find an excuse to not put Nathan McKinnon in, in, in the heart conversation when it's all said and done. It's, and again, this goes back. This is the Jared Bednar effect. Mm-hmm. Like Jared Bednar should have won a, a coach of the year, Jack Adams by now. Um, and the fact that he has not now the avalanche are, are this team that's just expected to do this. You just said it. You're expected to beat those teams. You're expected to, to compete for Stanley cups and president's trophies. So when he does it year after year, he's not deserving of it because that's what he's expected to do. No, it's going to go to probably talk this year at Vancouver, um, you know, t- teams that maybe were or are, are, are overachieving basically, and that's where it goes. So, if you think I'm wrong, just fire away in the comments. But, uh, and I know there's some people that think, oh, well, Stanley Cups are what matter. I get that, but I'm I'm also the guy that think no, individual awards matter. Yep. They absolutely matter, and because you talk about them when a career is over, you talk about All Star games, you talk about Stanley Cup victories, you talk about individual awards. You do. They are important. And if Nathan McKinnon goes his entire career and doesn't get one, that's a tragic travesty. If you ask me, Mm -hmm. so I completely agree. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Um, How about Denver as, as a city getting some of these specialty games in that all-star game or winter classic, things like that. Should they get one here pretty soon because of what we're saying? How well the avalanche have been playing and kind of a upper echelon team. We'll discuss that. Coming up next. All right. Right now, we're going to hear from FanDuel. And as the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot with this season coming to an end already, Kyle. How can it be? This thing is flying by. They added extra game
1: and it's still over. It's still
0: over. So, right now, new customers could get $150 in bonus bets. With any winning five dollar money line bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets. If your team wins, if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy and secure, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. As the season is winding down, the Broncos, can they pull this thing off? Not looking good, if you ask me. Uh, so go to fanDuel.com/slash locked on. The FanDuel Sportsbook app, an official partner of the NFL. All right, so uh, New Year's is right around the corner, and obviously, we always get the Winter Classic. Um, This time, it is against Vegas and Seattle in Seattle. Um, And yes, you know the 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 Avalanche have gotten uh, some outdoor games. Never been the Winter Classic, Um, and it's been since 2021, I believe. Yeah, because I think it was in Toronto in 2000 and 2021, not 2021, 2001, um, when it was last in the All-Star game was last in Colorado. Mm-hmm. So pretty long time since then. Do you feel that the league might come around to putting a Winter Classic in in Colorado? And do you feel that an All-Star game could be coming around the corner? Even though I can't stand All-Star games, I know it's a, for the economy and stuff like that, it's a big deal. Um, start with the Winter Classic. Do you think they'd put one in Denver or
1: do you feel like they want like bigger markets for that? I would I would also I would think it's a bigger market kind of thing and you have the scenic views of Canada and the can, like the Canadian mountainscape. You you kind of want to lean there and the last thing I want to hear is the Winter Classic with the but the altitude conversation in an outdoor game around the Denver area I, I don't I, I'm so tired of the the altitude like I get it we all we have watched Denver sports all of our life we understand <clears throat> I don't want that to take over the narrative of the winter classic but following up on your all-star mm-hmm. that's not that's not coming to ball arena why don't you think that ball arena is getting old
0: um I don't <laughs> Man, I don't wonder. I don't know how they make the decision on the All Star Game. I, I don't know. Like, I just figured, like, ah, uh, it, it kind of like cycles through every team. Um, not like you know, because Toronto's getting another one here, so I think they've had a few within the you know last time that color that the Colorado Avalanche have had one. Um, but if it goes long enough, like it can't go 32 years right cuz that's that's every team should have had one or that's in theory um within those 32 years it's got to come back around sooner or later it's been 21 22 years since you've had it so i don't know i th- i think they would to me i feel like they'd get an all-star game before they get a winner classic and you're talking about like scenic views and stuff like that come on where, where are you going to get better <laughs> scenic views than, than an outdoor game in in colorado I mean you, you had really good ones in, in in Tahoe, which was great that we were a part of that. Absolutely love that we were a part of that. And the Air Force base, like that was that was Ice st- that ice, I think, is the one of the best looking. You had the 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 jet, the airline jet right there, yeah. like next to that was cool. Um but I don't know. I, I,
1: Jersey. Love it.
0: So ugly. I love it.
1: Um yeah, and but I, know, I've I've, all, I think good. I'll raise you that. I think. Mm-hmm. I think they will get rid of the All-Star game before it comes to Denver. Man, I was thinking that and then they added
0: a day. Now, now it's a 3-day uh, uh event now because you're you're incorporating the the draft in again. But maybe this is like the last like hurrah for it. like okay, let's add another day, bring the draft back if it's still not, you know, getting any traction, maybe we go you, yep. Maybe we have to go the opposite direction. I, I I get rid of it. I don't like it. I think it's dull. It's stale. I don't think the players like it. Um, but I don't know. I I, I even fans I think are getting bored with it. So, I still I, I think that they get an All Star game before Winter Classic, and for me the Winter Classic is, I just feel like you're looking at. I mean, look at the last. All right. So this one is Vegas and Seattle in seattle and look i didn't even notice that man t-mobile's got to be loving this game because oh man yeah where vegas plays is the t-mobile arena and where the seattle mariners play where this game is being played is t-mobile park i didn't even notice that till till i'm looking this up so, yeah it used to
1: be uh, the safe, winter though. classic
0: Winter Classic brought to you by T-Mobile. Um so the last year you had it at Fenway, that's obviously with the Bruins, big market team against the Penguins, that's always going to be people are going to tune in for that. The year before that was where where it was at Target Field between the Blues and the Wild. Um then you had Nashville and Dallas about 2 years in a row, all central teams. Uh 3 years in in a row with dating the year before that because you had the blackhawks involved mm. and they played the bruins that the one that game was at notre dame um and then you had city Field with the rangers uh bush stadium with the blackhawks gillette stadium with the canadians and the bruins mm, you Capitals figured it out blackhawks, like maple leaves and like you're they're going big they're like i would like this is these two teams right here and i, I know vegas is the stanley cup champion so that you know that's that's good for viewership people are going to tune in for that but i don't know like i just kind of feel like the the nhl wants to go bigger in terms of market when it comes to the, the the winter classic and i get it i get that
1: so you're telling me we're gonna have the winter classic on the same field that the colorado rockies play baseball
0: um it would be either that or or the, uh the broncos side. yeah it's got to be one of those two. would um, depending on when it would fall because well, I mean that, that's tough because you're right you're right in the middle not in the middle towards the end of the NFL season. so can you you have to put that thing together and break it down And then they've been putting those things up for a couple weeks now because they put them up and leave them there and they have a lot of events. I don't know if you could do it at the Broncos or Stadium because you're during the football season, you might have to do it at the at the course field.
1: No, if if they good. still have if Russell they, they, Wilson as quarterback, they can they can they can hold it. Yeah. The season yeah. will be over by week ten.
0: <laughs> they should actually just have them play. Just leave the the rink there and have the team play around yeah. the rink. It's totally fine. That wouldn't interrupt the game whatsoever. I don't know. <laughs> um, I, you just like this, and and it's nice that you know the Broncos or the Broncos, the, the Avalanche have gotten outdoor games like that. Tahoe game yeah. was awesome to be a part of that. To forever be a part of that game and those views and stuff like that was just, it was great. And, you know, you've had three of them between the Red Wings, which is awesome at Coors Field and then the Air Force. Like, you've had really good venues. Um, Now you just want to have that Winter Classic one because that's, you know, New Year's Day. Everybody's tuning in. That's the one game on that day. Who would they play, though? Who would you want them to play?
1: The Avalanche? Let's go. Yeah.
0: Winter Classic. Who's it up against?
1: Colorado Avalanche, Montreal Canadiens. That'd be a fun one. Bring back the reverse retros or the Nordiques look. The actual Nordiques look. That's what I mean. Like you would have to to bring in like an original six team or something like that to go up against them. Go Habs, Nordiques. One night only outside.
0: All right. All right. We shall see. Um, They haven't announced next year's All-Star Game. They don't do that until I think the All-Star Game current and then they'll announce what next year is. So, we'll see. Um, last thing I want to get to is just bring up some of our subtext people and some uh some some Christmas gear that they got for uh, avalanche stuff. So, um Madam Battleax got a really nice beanie. Knit, knit beanie hat, really nice. She sent a picture of it. Looks really good. And she did give a prediction for tomorrow too. She said 5 to 1 avalanche beast mode will continue. Uh, Obviously, no no overtime with that one. I'm done with that. Yeah. So, but nice looking hat that she got there. Um, What else do we got? Two two signed pucks here. Easton. Two signed pucks. uh, One that's a Lekkanen one and another Bo Byram one. You got an LED team logo projector, one of those things that plug in and they project on the Ooh. ceiling. You got that, and it cycles through like different things, like the looks like the logos. Yeah, just all the logos and stuff like that. And a foam finger with number one. So he got that. And he got the uh, Carry Me Home the Athletic book, which, oh, yeah, this thing here, this thing here that. After the championship season that the athletic put out, other articles from the week or from the year, uh, he got that as well. Yeah, really a lot nice. of haul. <laughs> um, Kyle, oh, so wait, let's, is there any others? I want to save that one for last. Uh, yeah, okay, we got one, two more. So, this is Tanya bought myself an avalanche spotlight nightly. I think that might be the same thing. Might be the same thing. She says, does that count? Of course it counts. Absolutely. Does it have Avalanche logos on it? Of course that counts. Absolutely. Um, And then Kyle Steele, he got himself, he said, it's somewhat ads related. He's slowly expanding his jersey collection outside of just the Avalanche. So he got himself a Philip Grubauer Winter Classic jersey. Which is nice. I mean those those good. things are, are good. If Seattle's good. doing anything right, it, it, it's their yeah. uniforms. They they are those outdoor ones with the stripes and everything, they look good. So I, I won't fault you for that one, Kyle. It's a good it, one. It's a nice one. So and as far as the game for tonight, he predicts all lines will continue to roll. Uh Colton and Jureen each with a two point night,
1: five to two Avalanche. Yeah, it has a six one feeling to it. I'm right there with you Kyle We'll see how it goes
0: However it goes we will be discussing it tomorrow night So make sure you tune in to that one As far as this one thank you for making it your first listen of the day That's always appreciated Thank you everybody for tuning in Um, And we will see everyone tomorrow He is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan I am Chris Maselli This is the Locked on Avalanche podcast We'll see you guys tomorrow Go Abs go. Go